You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Bustin' Loose Baseball, hosted by Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer, gives you in-depth analytics and interviews on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Now, here's your host. Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer. This is Boston Loose Baseball alongside Toby Altizer. I'm Grant Paulson. We are recording this podcast on a Thursday evening after a second straight loss, six to one at the hands of the Marlins. And for certainly the final game in the Toronto series, and maybe in the Miami game tonight, you could say, just evenings where the Nats, and this has been rare in the second half of the season, weren't really in the ballgame very much. You know, they couldn't score, shut out for, I think, the sixth time at Rogers Center in the series finale, so they lost the series for the first time in six tries. And then tonight against the Marlins, without going into too much of the play-by-play of one game, they lose by five runs, six to one, out hit 13 to three, pretty lopsided game with Yohan Adon on the mound, and they got three hits. So the offense has gone cold here over a couple days. It's funny, Grant, because usually you'd say the dog days of summer, and you're talking about July and getting around the, the trade deadline and talking about maybe around the All-Star break. And that doesn't necessarily seem like the Nationals hit that wall, but they've hit the wall, it seems like now. Obviously, they'd won some games, and they won a bunch of series in a row, but it seems like the last two series, they kind of just seem like they're sleepwalking in some ways and they just haven't been necessarily the same team over these last two series maybe it's just a little lull and they'll get back in the win column tomorrow hopefully it's not like it's a extended bad play but it just seems like for the nationals right now that they need to you know get kind of rewoken up a little bit some of the starters haven't necessarily been the best i mean not like you're dissecting every Yoana Doan start like we do every Mackenzie Gore and Josiah Gray start. But, you know, I think it's some good things. And you look at the you look at their standings right now, Grant, and it's crazy when you see that they're 62 and 73. And my preseason prediction was them winning 65 games and losing 97. They'd have to go three and 24 the rest of the way for that to be the case. Like this is a team that's probably going to win 70 games. And I know we talk about this a lot on this podcast, but the fact that they're so far past expectations just continues to give you hope about the future. And whenever they win their next game, assuming they don't lose 27 in a row from here on out, they're going to avoid the 100 loss mark, which so many people had them dialed up getting close to, and they probably won't be all that close to it. So it's really cool to see them now at this point, and they just need to get that next win, and they'll assure themselves they won't have a 100-loss season. Yeah, they had a chance to be within seven and a half with a win tonight going into September in the wild card. I don't bring that up as it pertains to actually making the playoffs, which is not plausible. But I bring that up to say that's pretty amazing 
you know, if the, the story was different, if they weren't this Nats team that had no expectations and had spent money, if they were the Padres, as an example, who were in the same boat seven and a half games back going into play today, the conversation is, can they gain that ground in the final month? It's going to take a pretty epic month. You're probably going to have to go 22 and eight and have a team falter a little bit and play 500 ball, but it can happen. It has happened before. I don't bring that up to say that that's something that we're doing. The Nats uh, are not really a, a playoff team and they're not going to make the playoffs and nobody should be scoreboard watching. But I just bring that up to say seven and a half backs out of games back out of playoff contention with the extra wild card is pretty telling. You know, another way of saying what you're getting at with just how much better they are than expectations. I mean, that, that's, absolutely crazy compared to what we were thinking um i wanted to look at the last week though you mentioned that they've cooled off dog days of summer kind of deal i mean nobody really is hitting right now other than joey manessis on this team so over the last calendar week seven days they played seven games only abrams and manessis played all seven of those games most everybody else had six starts but abrams is six for 29 over that span this week uh, a 207 average and a 433 ops now, he did steal five bases, but he didn't walk once in seven games and almost 30 at-bats, didn't get on base, didn't hit much at all, low OPS this week. It was pretty ugly. Uh, elsewhere, you look at Lane Thomas, three for his last 21 at the plate, a 143 average and a 536 OPS over the last week. Jake Alou, five for his last 20, is a 250 average, but just a 568 OPS in that time. Uh, Eldemaro Vargas, five for his last 20, 250, only a 618 OPS. Dominic Smith is two for his last 18 this week, 311 OPS, 111 average. That's gross. Uh, Jacob Young, who got called up, who's been unbelievable defensively. I do want to talk about that in a minute. But three for 16 so far at the plate, has doubled a couple times, has walked a couple times. But you know he's got a 188 average and a sub 600 OPS. Riley Adams, who is hitting 310, has now seen his average crash. Uh, his stretch is actually much worse over a longer period, but just this week in four appearances, one for his last 13, Alex call two for his last 13. Uh, let's see. Drew Millis only one at bat didn't have a hit. So you kind of run through the whole, I just went through everyone who's had at bats here other than Manessis who's nine for his last 27, a 333 average and an 823 OPS. And maybe I'll give a nod to key boom who has two of the three home runs that that's a fit this week. And by the way, last seven games, only three home runs in the heat of the summer for this team, which is terrible. Uh, that tells you everything you need to know, I would say. Yeah, 100%. And the three home runs, I mean, this is kind of what we saw early in the season where this team really lacked power. It seemed like they kind of found ways to manufacture some runs, but obviously that hasn't necessarily been the case with some of the players cooling off. And, you know, it has been nice to see Keyboom hit the ball much better of late and seeing him back in the majors and, looking like a guy that maybe could be something for you in the future. We're going to get a whole September to kind of evaluate that once again, but it is cool to kind of see him back in the majors. Cause at one point he was the nationals top guy. This was the guy that everyone got excited about. I got to see him play a game in 2019. And then the next day he ended up getting sent down because of some struggles, but you know, he's a guy that again, could really help a rebuild. If he were to end up being something that they could at least depend on or keep on the major league roster, even if it's just a bench bat, I think that would help them along. So, you know, it's about these young guys throughout the, the last month of the season. And honestly, for me, Grant, I don't know how you feel about this. Obviously, you want to see Abrams and Gore and Gray and all these guys do well in September. But for them, I almost feel like 
it's just getting through the grind of the season. Obviously, you want to see them healthy, but experiencing the full grind of a 162 game season, I think, is important for these guys. Because when you think about, you know, Mackenzie Gore, say next season this team is contending, or even in two years this team is contending, you don't want it to be where Mackenzie Gore is going through September in a play, you know, a playoff race. For the first time ever. So even if he struggles a little bit going through September here, I don't want to push him. Like if he's, you know, the velocity's down and he looks like he's fatigued, I don't want to push him. I don't want him to get injured, but I'm even not so worried about the results. I just kind of want these guys to understand what the grind is. And so I want that for those guys. And then for the other guys, some of the young guys that are getting called up, the Drew Millis, the Jacob Young, those are the guys that I'm really going to look at the results and see if they can produce at the major league level and be a part of something going forward for this ball club. But, you know, it's, it's an odd spot to be at because, you know, you got one month left. You're going to get some more guys called up here with September, get two guys added to the roster. So we'll see who that is. But, you know, this last month of the season for the nationals, it seems like it's going to be a little bit of a slog because this has been a long season for these guys. And a lot of these guys are still young, so this is the first time for some people that they're going through this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I think that's actually a really good point, too, is you know, it's it's a marathon 162-game season, and there's a bevy of dudes, both hitters and pitchers on this team, who are either not used to playing 162, the, the full six months, and or they're certainly not used to doing it against this level of competition. So how they handle it's going to be key, but they'll definitely be better off for it next year. I mean, they're, they're getting really good starting pitching right now. That's the other thing I would say is the reason they're in all these games and the reason they've been so successful here lately. I mean, the stretch is still fourth best team in the NL sixth best team in baseball since the all-star break. A lot of it has had to do with starting pitching. You, you look at this last week. I just went through all of their offensive numbers. I mean, that was a week that was part of a, a winning road trip, you know, where they left and they went, if you count the little league world series game, which was a quote-unquote home game in Williamsport, you know, four cities before they finally came back to take on the Marlins. But we saw Trevor Williams throw seven innings, two-run ball. Jake Irvin, six innings, one-run ball, his last start. Mackenzie Gore, five innings, one-run ball. Uh, Yohan Adone tonight got hit around a little bit, but his previous start before that, six innings of three-hit shutout ball. Um, they've had some really good starts. You know, you had the, the clunker from Corbin yesterday against Toronto. 10 hits, 6 earnings, and 5 innings. You had the stinker tonight. And I don't even think it was all bad for Adon, but in the end, uh, he gave up 5 earnings and, and 9 hits, and it wasn't good. And Josiah Gray had his shortest, probably one of his worst starts of the year. 4 walks, 4 hits, 4 runs earned in just 2 innings last time out. And we've talked a lot about him, but they really have to get him going. So the key, I think, recently for them has been they're getting outstanding starting pitching. Last week and a half, two trips through the rotation or so, you know, has their ERA and some of their numbers as a, a rotation or as good as anybody in baseball. Certainly, if you take out, you know, one or two of the, of the bad starts, it's been you know basically around the two ERA, uh, which is right where they want to be. But I care more, like I have all season long, uh, about 
how Gray and Gore, and then to a lesser extent, you know, Irvin and Adon are pitching than I do if, if Trevor Williams is giving you a good six or seven innings or, yeah. you know, if you're getting something or, or nothing from Corbin, like this is the end of the road. As far as I'm concerned with him, he may or may not be in the rotation or the bullpen uh, at the end of next year. I, I'm not as concerned about that. I, I just want to see how does Gore and gray finish? Where is the finish line for them? You know, do they continue to pitch with this uh, extra man in the rotation? You know, every, six days essentially in the six man rotation. That's kind of what I'm curious about. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good point with Corbin and Williams, essentially when those guys go out there, it doesn't matter how they do it. You want them to get through seven innings. It doesn't matter if it's good. It doesn't matter if it's bad. You need them to save the bullpen because, you know, Gore goes out there and he had an okay start. I think maybe if you want to classify it as good, but only giving you five innings, you need the bullpen for those kind of starts. Obviously, you'd like to see Josiah Gray be a little bit better than his last outing, but you go back to the start at Yankee Stadium, six innings, you'll take that all the time. So, you know, I think it is going about those guys and seeing how they do. And, you know, the encouraging part about all of this, Grant, is Josiah Gray, this is kind of his second time going through this. Irvin, kind of his first time. Gore, kind of his first time. And really, all those guys look strong still. You know, we've seen... Josiah Gray slip up a little bit, but I wouldn't say it's because he's going out there and he's throwing meatballs and he's lost five miles an hour on his fastball and he looks fatigued. Like he still looks strong. Maybe he's lost a little bit of the sharpness with the grind and maybe he's gotten some bad habits or whatever the case may be there. And, you know, Gore, I think you've shown that he can still be effective. You know, all these guys are feeling the grind. There's no doubt about it. Some of the starts are maybe not as sharp as you'd like, but they're all still strong at this point. And so as long as they're doing that, I know some people have talked about maybe you could consider shutting some guys down. In my opinion, I want to see these guys continue to go through that grind so they know what it's like. If something pops up on uh, in a start where they're not pitching well and it's, you know, you can clearly tell that they're fatigued and something's going on, yank them as quickly as possible. But if they look like they've been looking the last month and they're still strong going out there even if the results are bad that's okay I just want to see them get through this last month healthy and so far so good yeah I also think you know you have the option of if you want to calling up one or two players from AAA to make starts uh, in the final month of the season and skipping one of these guys you know they've already expanded the rotation right so uh, you're now no longer asking them to pitch every five days so there's going to be you know, the way the math worked out when they did that, maybe one or two fewer starts in the season as it was. But then you add to that, that if if they wanted to, if they're worried about innings or if they're seeing a little dip, let's say in VLO or, um, you know, if anybody's complaining about anything, then you just automatically shut them down and don't ask them to do anything else. But if they're healthy and it's just a matter of not wanting them to pile up extra innings, you know, you could call up Willie Peralta and feed him to the Wolves for a start. Uh, you could call up, you know, uh, Jose Urania, I think is still in triple A. Maybe I last check. I haven't looked in a while, but, uh, Corey Abbott, who's been up and down and getting knocked around. He's 61 strikeouts and in 47 innings. Uh, I'd like to see Jackson Rutledge. I guess that's where we could start. Maybe, you know, make a big league start this year. He got called up to triple A has made 10 starts and, and thrown 50 innings. Uh, hadn't been great by any means, but you know, those are the types of things I think you could probably do if, if it means, you know, you want to skip Gore once, okay, fine. Rutledge throws in his spot or whatever. I think that's an option uh, as they move forward here.